0: Bonjour, je m'appelle Sandrine. Hola, me llamo Krista. Hola.
1: Hola. Salut. Lundi. Chingji. Luneday. Monday. All right, here we
0: go. Welcome to Step Into Mondays, the podcast where we discuss teach language teaching theories and practices and bring them to life as to what we can do in the classroom so it's not just all theories we give specific examples so at least we try to all right we i don't know what kind of weather you are having right now it is very rainy right here but we are fully in 2021
1: (laughs) i know right (laughs) woohoo
0: i guess that should be my small victory
1: i'm i'm finally able to say 2021 and not stuck to the 2020 i know right but do you really have a better small victory than that (laughs) um yeah i do this weekend i bathed the
0: dog and the cat oh okay And I mean, the dog was starting to smell. I was like, oh my God, you smell. I need to wash you. But I can't do it at my house because I don't have any um, shower heads, you know, with the flexible cord that are long enough to actually reach her and fully rinse her. So I have to take her somewhere. And so that's the struggle. Otherwise, I would have done her a long time ago and then the cats i needed to do them because they were smelly and well, well not necessarily see, i thought though
1: cats are you know cats are self-cleaning so i mean i would have thought you would need that they are and they aren't oh scarlet
0: yeah you take regular baths so hush um but no the cats do self-clean but i mean there's spots that they can't get mm-hmm. and um no it's good it's... habit and i used to i would wash my cats every month i would give oh, them a bath
1: wow. okay
0: then then i got busy and it wasn't quite as often mm-hmm. so i kind of let it go to the wayside but um and with patches who was who's been here he's been sneezing and he looked i don't know he he looked just got on this i guess but um And now his hair is so shiny and he's so soft and (laughs) you can tell he feels better too. Um, Yeah. But that was was a fun time. I mean, he was fine. I did him by myself uh, and by myself and I did it in the sink. Um, Emily's cat, Ponyu, was a whole different story. (laughs) I have to go crazy. He's just holding on to everything he can. And I mean, that was like,
1: wow, that was fun.
0: But now, so I have good smelling pets right now
1: all right well you know it's hard sometimes to think okay small victories what did i do honestly i'm going to look at my small victory is that i got the first eight modules of my methods class ready Dang, uh, that's a big victory and so well when there's 14 modules i mean i'm just a little over halfway um, but, you know, I went back through everything and I kind of wanted to rearrange some things so that it made better sense mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, I, I went back because, you know, that class I had two years ago, that we <laughs> call the class from hell, Do ever. Um, you know, <laughs> that affectionate name, you know, they complained incessantly about the quantity of work. Even though you know it was a graduate level class, so I was going back through and I thought, What can I cut? and I was like, I can't cut anything, I mean, because I feel like I'm down to the bare bones of it now, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so we had our first class last night, and I told them all, I said, Guys, this is a graduate level course. And I mean, I've tried, I feel like I've cut it down to the bare minimum anyway. So just be prepared. But I did tell them that I understand, you know, because a lot of them are actually teaching while they're taking the methods course, Mm -hmm. because we're in such a crisis with, you know, the shortage of language teachers. So I said, you know, if you are struggling, if you're getting a little behind, I mean, just talk to me and we'll figure it out. Um, I'm not going to be so because it's it's one of those odd situations when you have um, teachers who are in the classroom, but they're also working towards certification because, yes, I'm their teacher, but I'm also their colleague. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those odd dynamics. And so, you know, I can certainly respect uh, that and and teaching in the time of covid is insane. So, um, you know, but I did feel like a small victory. Um, on that. And then I realized that some of their field notes, I've got to go back and totally redo because they won't be able to do some of the stuff that I like for them to do. So I was like, well, shoot, but I'm trying to hold on to that small victory. (laughs)
0: Well, hold on to it. I mean, you know, I've had my to do list. That's been an ever growing to do list. And I feel like no matter how much I work to it, I don't make it go down to the contrary.
1: Right. I know you just keep adding. I I I keep
0: adding to it. And so I think it's yesterday. I thought I need to go day by day to do list
1: yes sometimes that's much more productive yeah
0: because otherwise I get so overwhelmed and I'm like where do I start where do I start and I don't know where to start and I waste time with that because I don't know where to start
1: yes yes so
0: that's what I did yesterday and I had it I tried to have it actually in the order I need to do it in and I'm trying not to panic
1: right I know Over
0: things because Mm -hmm. you know it's like
1: ah (laughs) yeah no 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 I hear you I hear you and, and that's how we drown even worse. So I'm like, okay. Well, gotta... and, then, and then like what we're going to talk about today, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's so disheartening because if you feel like, you know, you have worked like a dog, right. And you're mm-hmm. just exhausted trying, you know, doing the best that you can, and then you get your student evaluations. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's a college thing I realize. And, um, you see some of the evaluations and you see some of the comments and, you know, it's really true. I think what they say that it takes like 20 positive comments to outweigh one negative, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you, and then you read some of these things and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about because this is not true. And, and then you realize, okay, so they didn't follow the course format. I mean, there's just a lot of. Frustration and how can we fix these kinds of things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I thought that's one reason why I wanted to talk today about, you know, what, what changes we need to make in our classes, how we reflect and how we change, um, you know, what we're doing, especially, um, you know, when you thought that you were doing a good job. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I have yet to look at mine from this past semester. I don't know that I want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it was a special time on so many different levels. And I was like, yeah, I don't know that I want to look at them. Maybe at some point I will, but.
1: Right. Well, and I guess what frustrates me too is, so, um, you know, I taught French 101 online in the fall and um, I didn't find out I was doing that until, you know, just a few days before the semester started. So I didn't really have a lot of time to build an entire course. Mm-hmm. So the the professor who taught it previously copied her course to me so I could tweak it. Right. Right. And so there were a lot of her videos in there. And I explained that to the students when Um, We had our live orientation that I always like to do. And then I get this, this professor didn't teach the class. All she did was give assignments. She never taught us anything. And I was like, did you go through the modules? Did you watch the videos Mm -hmm. that were up there, you know, before you did the assignments? And I'm thinking that, no, that person didn't. Because if you go to modules and you go through all of it in order, there were videos that taught you before you got to the assignment. Right. And so, you know, that's really, really frustrating. Um, And, you know, some students can be really heartless
0: (laughs) with their... (laughs) <laughs> that's the whole thing of being behind a screen right you have a keyboard and so you you feel a lot freer to say anything it's like some of the messages you had from that one student in the spring yeah Who she unleashed on you like every time she messaged you it was a crazy crazy thing but i do think had she been in person she would not have done the same thing
1: yeah that i and- mean that that's probably true. So
0: there is that element as well. They're behind a screen, they're frustrated because of whatever. And some of it they know is their shortcoming. And then they look at the grade they got as our responsibility. Right. 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 If, and so- if they get an A, we're a good teacher. If they don't, we're horrible. Right. That that's kind of the ID. So I think, yeah, a lot of them, especially online, they just skip what they see as oh it's a waste of my time yeah and they just go straight for what do i need to do what where is the grade Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm gonna do
1: yeah but then you know on the flip side i had you know another student who said this was a truly great experience now this is the same class right i had a truly great experience um you know professor chambliss really explained the content so you know (laughs) If I didn't teach like the previous person said, then how could I have explained the content so well? I mean, <laughs> you know. yeah, no, it's always amazing to me reading the
0: evaluation, how it feels like, it's like, okay, it was the same class. They're in the same group. So they went through exactly the same experience, yet they have such a different um what's the word i'm looking for a different take on it a different um oh what's the word i'm looking for experience a different well
1: kind of but um perspective a different perspective yeah i guess so i mean i just you know it's it's mind-boggling and and so it it, and it's somewhat frustrating really Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it it
0: is, it can be. That's why when I look at my evaluations, I tend to look at, I look at the comments. I don't necessarily look at the numbers that where they put us on the scale because that the way those questions are asked, usually it's so weird. They don't exactly know what to answer, but mm-hmm. I look at the comments and it's like, does it, seem to come from frustration based on their grade, or is there something I can do with it? Right. And then I look at it and I also think, okay, do I have a better way to send that message? What can I change? Because some things we cannot change in the way we're teaching, right? Right. And, and when we've had classes in person that I've asked them, okay, you need to do the evaluations, Um, I tell them, I'm very interested in the comments you have, but you have to give me details. Mm -hmm. This is the best class, fabulous. You're, you know, helping my ego, but it doesn't help me. What make it fabulous? No, this was the worst class ever. Okay, that's your opinion. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Uh, Although I might disagree with you, you know, that it was the worst class. But at the same time, I want to know, what was your experience that made you think that it was the worst class?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Because we do have different types of learners. So at the same time, that's going to hit them differently. And then from there, I try to take the comments to see how can I tweak
1: what I'm doing? Yes. Um, Well, and so that's what, you know, that's one thing that I thought that I was doing you know, by saying, hey, guys, you have to go through modules. And I said so many times, do not go to assignments. You're not going to be able to complete the assignments if you don't go through the modules. Right.
0: Do you have a video? Because it seems like that's what we've done a lot of. But I do think for this generation, video is is where it's at. Um, but a little video that illustrates how you should be working with this class, like the step-by-step kind of thing. like.
1: Well, you know, honestly, that's the thing. I thought that the live orientation would do that. And so, um, because if you can't attend the live orientation, you have to watch the recording of it and then, you know, write up what Mm -hmm. you learned. But I'm beginning to think, that that's not enough um so I'm thinking maybe we I need some kind of video about course expectations Mm -hmm. you know because I also got in addition to that one comment about she didn't teach the class at all versus oh she was fabulous and really explained well (laughs) you know (laughs) in a different class that was now both of these were asynchronous online classes now my my remote classes Those were, you know, not to be, you know, bragging, but those were my normal high evaluations, you know, no negative students or no negative anything. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's this asynchronous online. And so my 102 students, again, they were like, she never communicated with us. And I was like, I posted announcements every Monday I gave you a recommended schedule because you know I tried to explain to them that you need contact with the language every day rather than sitting down on Sunday and trying to get an entire week's worth of work done you know and another one said she just over and gave us busy work and blah 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 and I thought we well, she feels like that because or he because um you know, you've got, uh, you sat down on Sunday and you had like four to five hours worth of work in Spanish on Sunday, Mm -hmm. but it's a four to five credit hour course. So, you know, you should expect at least four hours of work a week. So, you know, it's, it's very frustrating to me. That's the one thing that I really felt, um, I I just felt like throwing up my hands because not only did I do that, but I used the Remind texting app. And so I texted them two to three times a week as well. So I felt like I communicated with them, you know, three to four, sometimes even five times a week. And she's saying I never communicated. You know, something that I found out with the Remind app though, or Remind
0: is that um, I think some of them use the app but don't have the no- notifications enabled. So they never see the messages we send them. Okay. Um, I think I, because in the fall I was using Remind and I was sending, there's something I sent to my students and like half of them had no idea whatsoever what I was talking about. Yeah. And I think part of it is that, I mean, I have mine where it it sends me the the text but then I also have the app that is giving me the notification but that's probably something we need to ensure like hey you need to have notifications turned on so that you do get that
1: yeah that's true
0: But what I'm wondering, too, with the orientation um, meeting that you're doing, which is good for a community, they get a face, they see, you know, who you are and all of that. What I'm wondering is if to them they're taking it like as the, well, I have to be here. So I'm going to be sitting here and listening, but while I'm doing something else Mm, mm -hmm. Um, and kind of taking it, you know, as class one, how a lot of students will skip class one because they're like, oh, all we're doing is going over. the syllabus." yeah, no, that's
1: true. We're just going to go over the syllabus. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm.
0: So I wonder if that's part of that too. That's why I'm thinking um, doing small videos on various elements might Yeah, might yield more results I actually um since I took over that class that you did Mm -hmm. um, I'm the one doing it and thank you for copying
1: everything over (laughs) so I didn't have to build I don't know according to you know somebody said it was fabulous and somebody said it was awful so I guess you know well, but you know, I went
0: through and looked at my my stuff and some of it, I was like, you know, that's not something that I like to do. So some of it I took out, some of some other things I added and made it a little bit more me, but it helped because a lot of things were built. Of course, that's how then I ended up with the issue of, you know, the test that I was telling you the other day, the little quiz, one student right. was like, oh, uh, it's going straight to giving me a score and not letting me take it. And I was like, hmm maybe from a different person, a different class, yeah, took Spanish, well, did you talk about proficiency, yeah, okay, well, it's pulling over, because we copied it over,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's you
0: great. know, but that's, that's a minor thing, which, okay, it happened, um, I guess I could not have called it anyway, because I'd, I I had to have somebody doing it to know that it was going to do that, apparently, but, um yeah, so I didn't do the orientation video, but I did a couple of others mm-hmm. um, in addition. And then I'm as I'm going, there's others that I'm like, okay, I need to have this, I need to have that. Um, because then it's smaller chunks and they can yeah. go specifically to that one. But I do think that the whole expectation needs to be addressed because a lot of students approach even language classes, even if they're face-to-face, not even asynchronous, not even remote, they approach it as, yeah, it's a language class. We're not gonna do anything that matters because it's not the big four, right? It's not science, it's not math, it's not English and it's not history. So we're really gonna put a limited effort toward it. Yeah so yeah and then having it online it exponentiate greatly that whole feeling of oh it's just online so i just go through and i can go straight to the test i mean honestly if we're fully honest i had to do the um, the hr training right because (laughs) seems like those you have to do it all the time and then since although I have worked at UAB, I am a new hire or I'm a rehire. So I had to go through those fun stuff again. Yeah. Did I watch the video? No, I went straight to the test and I passed the test.
1: Well, but see, at least you could do that because we have this thing called Aaron's law um, in Alabama, and it's all about reporting abuse, suspected child abuse and everything. And teachers have to do it every year. And for the last six years it's the same identical course same identical video right. but you can't just skip straight to the test you have to watch the video mm-hmm. so yeah i put it on and do something else until the video is over because you have the answers memorized i mean right kind of right pointless. yeah so
0: i think there's kind of that id still though with um with any content that's coming to us online that it has been that type of thing where it's been. And and I know what my kids did in school. I know particularly Benjamin, he's always said, you know, what was done in class, a lot of time was wasted by other students. We could have covered so much more content. So I think they have that expectation, too. And don't realize that college class every minute counts. Yeah, that's true, too. And so... You know, they're they're coming in and we have a lot of freshmen, especially at the lower level in the language classes. Right. That's the majority of our of our students. So I think they're still coming with that and what they might have. They either have never done anything online or they've never done a language or all of this combining. And that's where it gets them. And, And online learning is there's a learning curve yeah
1: that's true so i guess i guess you know and it's really kind of sad but i guess i need to use my favorite adobe spark (laughs) (laughs) and make a course expectation video and then put it into kaltura and make it into a quiz Mm -hmm. you know and so you know tell them that they should have their notifications turned on for remind Um, talk to them about workload because so many Mm -hmm. of them think that you know it's a 100 level course it's supposed to be quote easy yeah. and so it's like the 100 level is yeah it's the level of difficulty not the quantity of work the mm-hmm. quantity of work is whether it's a one credit hour a three credit hour a four credit hour course know. but so, that also needs to be
0: explained because right. a lot of time what is thought is oh it's a three credit hour so that means i'm going to see my professor three hours during the week right and that's that's not what it means Mm -hmm. it is really not what it means but they don't realize that the credit hour what it means is the the workload the quantity of work that is expected per semester and i don't know if all the if each university is different but i know when i was at ua one of my professors had said it and said you know one credit hour equals 40 hours of work during the semester so she had said so that means you know you have to do the math so if it's a two credit hour then it's 80 if it's three then it's 120 and then you divide it by however many hours you i mean weeks you have and that gives you your weekly hour load that you're gonna expect that includes class time and then that includes outside of class work
1: right and they but see they are not you know and there is a huge issue all right there is a huge issue right now there's a debate and you see it on twitter among k-12 teachers about giving homework mm-hmm and is homework uh, necessary, this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. And so a lot of teachers have taken, well, they're not going to do the homework anyway, so we're not going to give them homework. And others say homework is not beneficial. And, you know, there's right. research out there, all this kind of stuff, but a lot of students come to college and they don't expect homework.
0: Yeah. And it's not necessarily homework as much as it's preparation.
1: Right. Because
0: I I mean, I, I remember that one of my students um, way back when, when I was at UA, she was struggling in one of the science classes and she was like, oh, my gosh, they don't cover any of the thing or they go over as if we already knew the material and whatnot. And I said, well, do you wait until after you've had that class to read the textbook or do you do it before? And she said, well, I do it after. Mm-hmm. and I said well that's your mistake you need to read it before then you know what? what it's about because then they're discussing and you know what it's about and then you're also able to ask questions right. so she switched it and got back to me maybe a couple of weeks later and was like oh my gosh that was genius
1: <laughs> yeah right You <I>
0: know? <laughs> oh my yeah no that's the idea you look at it beforehand so you know You know what's coming up it's not like you're not watching a movie you you're not like discovering as you go and waiting for the other shoe to drop you want to be prepared you want to be informed but,
1: and I think that's one of the things that's really helped with mm -hmm. the um, remote classes you know is the class prep document mm-hmm. I send my students I'm like okay before Wednesday you need to do this this and this right and and you know in a way I feel like that's kind of babying them but at the same time it makes things go so much more smoothly in class especially mm-hmm. since you don't cover as much when you are remote Right, because you have i mean it just takes so much longer to get anything done, mm-hmm. and so you've got to do that if you want to get things covered, and hopefully that is going to be one of those skills that will transfer to other courses for them is like, oh, you know, I really class went so much better when I was prepared for Spanish, maybe if I prepared for English or science the same way, right you know it will it will help um, and so I think that's important, and two, it also serves. Um, for the remote classes to cut down on the overwhelmingness of the, quote, number of assignments, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the thing, like, my students were like, oh, my gosh, there's, like, 15 assignments the first week. Well, there are 10 in the Getting Started module. And, you know, honestly, that's to to negotiate the technology, right? Mm -hmm. And some of them, I tell them, you guys look at that and you get so overwhelmed when you don't even realize like take the, the taking a screenshot one, if you already know how to take a screenshot, you can literally complete that assignment in 30 seconds, right? I've done it. If you don't know how to take a screenshot, it will take you no more than five minutes, Mm -hmm. you know? And I said, so five minutes there. And even if each assignment takes you five minutes and there are 10 of them, that's only 50 minutes. Right. One hour, (laughs) you know, so you've got to quit spazzing out over the quote number of assignments. How long is it going to take you to complete those assignments?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one thing that I did um, based on the feedback that you got um, you know, was like, oh, there's so much work and whatnot. I've actually split it where it's due. So I'm probably going to hear that it was constantly working. But um, I have split up the due dates where they have stuff due on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And in the one of the videos I made for them, I told them, I said, OK, that's the due date. I will not. I mean, and I've repeated so many times. I will not take any late work, which We all know that I will, but that's okay. They don't have to know it right now. Um, And I said, so you can work ahead, but you cannot work behind. But I've split it because I thought that way they can do like, maybe that means that they'll have potentially up to 30 minutes due on each one of those days Mm -hmm. of the work that they're doing. And so they might not feel as overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, we, we got into it. And we had so much work that we had to do.
1: I thought about that, and um, you know, <laughs> I, I've debated about that, um, and I may try that in the fall, depending on how things go. I, I don't know. Just wait
0: I, for my evaluations.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I'm gonna. You can be the guinea pig. Yeah, but I'll I be the guinea seen, pig on um, that there's, one. There's a Facebook group on on for higher ed um, teachers. And they were talking about how often do you make things due? Is it just once a week or is, and some of them said, oh no, we're they're due on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And I thought, oh man, I would get slammed big time if I made something due on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, that again, there's another um, issue with that. And I I joke with my students that, you know, they don't, they misunderstand due date Mm -hmm. because D-U-E and D-O both are pronounced do, but they're different. The DUE date doesn't mean you do it on Saturday. You could do it on Friday.
0: Right. And But, but at the same time, there, no matter how much we try to explain it to them, that's the way it's going to happen. I remember at UA one day, I had completely forgotten to give them their assignment. And I used to give it to them. We talk about it two weeks, be, two weeks before the due date. And it was like a week before. And I was like, I am so, so sorry, I didn't do that. And then I looked at them and I said, but honestly, does it really make a difference? Because you're gonna wait the day that it is due to do it. And one of my students looked and went, oh, Madam Hope and goes, but you're not wrong. <laughs> i know right (laughs) and i mean and i was like come on and just and he's like no you're right that's exactly what's going to happen so it honestly makes no difference that you did not give it to us two weeks early so i figured that way i'm forcing them to do a little bit and it forces them to have that that constant contact and some of that too came also from the conversation with victoria because she mentioned that she has different days you know when they're doing different things and i thought maybe by spreading it there's going to be a little bit less of the oh my god there was so much work and maybe feeling like it is mindless work when it's the practice
1: well so So if you get good evaluations i may try that too Mm -hmm. Um, but you know i did get a student one time we had a tech issue and so i extended the deadline until saturday And this girl emailed me and she was all, all irate because her religion prevented her from work doing any kind of work on Saturday. Mm, Yeah. And I said, well, you have Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday that you can do this work just because it's due on Saturday. Doesn't mean you have to do it Saturday. Right. And it was like this revelation to her. Oh, I'm like, do it early. So you're not violating any of your, you know, religious beliefs, but that and that's when I was like wow these kids really do not understand the concept of a due date (laughs) no they don't
0: they really don't it's a generational thing and I mean even my kids I know Benjamin being in college um he'll tell me he's like I've been hearing you talk about that stuff for years you know how your students do this your students do that and he said my first semester my first year freshman said I was just as guilty of it
1: Yeah. So were my kids. Oh my gosh. And it would just drive me nuts. So that, I mean, so
0: we can say it, it just goes in one ear out the other, but I think in the videos I did tell my students and I made the point and I said, so if something is due on Mondays, but that's a day when you work, you can, you can work on it during the weekend. And I'm perfectly fine with that. You can be ahead. You just cannot be behind. There you go. So that's some of the videos that I did and I At this point, I've ran through so many things with different the two different places where I teach that I'm kind of forgetting. But that that was one of the big ones that I did. And I don't think I tied it to any kind of I don't think I tied it to any kind of assignment, but I've really pushed and I've I did the welcoming email and multiple times I told them, okay, you have to work on this. This is your deadline. Um, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. So it seemed like it worked because they've all, except for one who has absolutely nothing submitted. All of the others have completed the getting started unit. Okay. Cause I was grading that yesterday. Yeah, a lot
1: of mine have done that too. So, you know,
0: so that's good. But they've started working on the proficiency unit. mm -hmm. Of course, this week, they were also starting with the homework and the French and all of that. So I don't know, I'll, I'll see. But I think, yeah, having something that explains to them, because I know as a student, to me, finding out what credit hours really meant. Yes. Was mind boggling mm-hmm so i think that's something that they they need to expect
1: well and i was actually thinking about our proficiency unit mm-hmm. and that we might need to either tweak one of the videos that we already have or maybe even do like a whole new video okay um because you know it's talking about input right i don't mm-hmm. know that we focus a lot on input we talk a little bit but, um, I tried to explain to them during orientation that it's better to spend 15 to 20 minutes every day than to sit down on Sunday for four hours. Right. And I don't know that we emphasize that, that it's, Mm. it's, it's exposure, daily exposure over time, you know, with the input rather than sitting down for four or five hours on a Sunday. Um, you know, because I told them, I said, you know, if you wait until Sunday, you're going to hate me and you're going to whine about the class because you're spending five hours. Whereas if you just spent one hour every day of the week, you know, it's not nearly as bad. And I said, and it's better for you in terms of language learning so so that you're having more contact every day.
0: Yeah, maybe something we can add, like the value of input, because it also goes with what I do with my proficiency activities that I have them do because then they spend a minimum of thirty minutes every week looking at something French that interests them right and by and large i've I've had a lot of comments on it, and although I said I did not look at my evaluations on the final test that I gave my students, I had them an extra credit question in which I asked them what three things they really enjoyed in the class and why and the proficiency activities came back up time after time as how much they enjoyed that mm-hmm. because um they were able to go find something that interested them
1: right right and so i think that maybe oh so, yeah to, to think about a video where we talk about the the role of input and how it's better yeah. to do a little every day Mm -hmm. rather than you know one big chunk because you know and again that goes kind of back to um the whole idea that we've said before so many times students think that you know their language class the strategies that they have learned um in all of their other classes can be applied to language class and it really can't there it's a very different animal because you're trying to learn the language while using the language. So it's really odd that you um you know in other classes you're not having to learn while you're using the language. You know, we've already got a common language of English when we're trying to talk about science or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But here you're learning about French and French culture while you're speaking French that you're not very good at.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that is very true. That is very true. And probably, I guess, maybe in that one or something else, we also need to address the fact that do not translate everything in your head. Just go with the flow. Right. Go with your inner feeling. And interestingly, I had that conversation with my lit class the other day. And um, it's funny, going back to UAB, I look at my students, I'm like, wow, they're so different from my Davidson students. Because There is variety at UAB. (laughs) Diversity, right? There is a lot of diversity in age, in creed, in, I mean, everything you could expect. And this particular student, she's older. She might be, she's probably pretty close to my age because she's got kids that are older than my kids. And um, I told them that. And then she sent me a message yesterday because she had a question and she was like, Thank you so much for telling us not to translate as we're reading, to just go with what we're understanding because I have actually been able to enjoy reading for the first time ever. And it's someone who has been studying languages for a long time. Yeah, exactly. And it blew my mind that she would never have heard that. Our younger ones, yeah, sure. But, these, well, but you
1: know not really because people our age grew up with the whole grammar you know translation. yeah, yeah grammar translation grammar 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 audio lingual you know i mean that's why you still have people saying you should do choral chanting to practice pronunciation <laughs> like oh my lord oh you know because we know that's so effective for language. well yeah, let's
0: spend 10 minutes doing
1: that that's like but i know good of my time. enough grammar drills o-m-g mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, exactly. But no, that's true. So I think maybe that's where we need, that's what we need to do is, okay. is a video on the value of input.
0: Okay. So we need to make a note of that and add that in the proficiency unit. And in the meantime, um, what, what, well, what have you put in place or what are you going to add since we recently started the semester to fill that gap?
1: Well, you know, I am really trying to make sure that honestly, you know, with as far as the communication goes, um, I still I have my uh, announcements that I post every Monday with a recommended schedule, you know, that if you do do these activities on Monday, these activities on Tuesday, and I give them timestamps. this would should take you about 30 minutes. And I've let them know that if this is taking you more than, you know, double or more than what I've estimated, then perhaps you need to contact me and we need to mm-hmm. see what's going on. Um, I'm still texting, but I'm adding email because I'm thinking that maybe that student um, that complained didn't sign up for Remind. mm mm-hmm. And I mean, most all of my students do, but, you know, I can't actually force them to. No. Maybe she didn't do that. And if she doesn't have her notifications turned on for announcements in Canvas, you know, and and in a way it's kind of frustrating to me because I'm thinking, you know, that's her responsibility. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not that hard to copy from announcements into an email and blast it. So I'm going to add that third one. Um, And I think I'm going to do my own personal survey at the end of the semester, or maybe even at the midterm, I'm not sure yet, asking them about the level of communication for me. Mm -hmm. You know, is it too much, not enough, just right? Um, Which method are you preferring, the announcements, the text or the email, you know, to try Mm -hmm. and figure out what it is. Um, I think one of the things that's kind of frustrating is that, you know, we are as as teachers, we're expected to be all things to all people. Right. And so because this person perhaps doesn't look at announcements or the texting. Now I've added extra to me sending out emails. Right. You know, and so that in a way is frustrating to me. Um, But at the same time, it's, you know, it's what I've got to do. So that's one of the things, again, I'm just trying to really emphasize modules. Um, I've already sent out a text today because, not today, yesterday, I'm so confused about what day it is, because as I was going through and grading their myths of language learning from the proficiency unit, you know, we ask them, what uh, proficiency level do you think a firefighter would need? Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they went straight to assignments rather than going through modules. Right. Because they had not watched the proficiency 101 video. Because they were like, I think they need a lot of proficiency.
0: <laughs> I had one who said they need a high level of proficiency. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs>
1: exactly and so i go back and i'm like did you watch the proficiency 101 video you know and then some of them will respond back well i watched it after this one i'm said cuz you went to assignments not modules right and they were like yes ma'am i'm like mhm <laughs> because in modules it's all in order and right. you do proficiency 101 before you do the myths mm-hmm. but assignments you know will they do it Uh, Alphabetically is what I've looked at. So myth with an M comes before proficiency with a P. Right. And I said, so see, that's why you can't go to assignments. But Mm -hmm. here's the other thing that's frustrating to me too, is somebody had suggested, well, just don't put the assignment tab in Canvas. So I took that off and there was complete and utter rebellion. Well,
0: the assignment tab does give them when you log in it gives them okay this needs to be done right so well, it prompts them for it so if you don't have that then they don't have that prompt anymore
1: right well the office of e actually told me said well take off the assignment tab it'll force them to go to modules but all I got was you know emails from angry students and I thought you know what fine and if you know and so and 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 again, if they, their grade is going to suffer if they won't go through modules. So, I mean, I you know, I just, it's very, very frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, But I think I do need to put a little caveat in here um, about all of this. So as we've said, you know, it takes about 20 or more positive comments to outweigh one negative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the student evaluation, Um, completion rate was very low for the fall. And so for these classes that I got lower evaluations, there were only four students out of 26 who completed it. Right. And that's very low. And so it was only the ones who were unhappy,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, um, who, who did that. And so you have to keep that in perspective too. So there were 22 students who either had no opinion or everything was fine. Right. You know? And so it was really one or two students. Um, and, but that goes back to my whole teacher. I need to reach everyone, you know, mentality. And how can I not do that? At the so, same time, one way to look at it is even the
0: very disgruntled one is a window into their learning To see, okay, is there a better way to do that? Right. Because like we have said before, that was one of my aha moments. Like if we don't keep going forward, we're not stagnant because being stagnant means we're going backwards. Yeah. So that means it gives you that window and it helps you into a going forward to keep up with what needs to be with the changing trends and whatever. So although it is hurtful to read because we're doing such a hard, hard work and, you know, trying so hard. Um, It's still helpful to you to look at it and go, okay, so what are, I mean, the the downside is that we can't get back to them and say, okay, tell me more. (laughs) Like, why did you feel this way? Like, explain that to me so I can understand and fully address what the problem might be. But um, so we're having to guess so we can guess wrong, completely wrong. But it gives that window to go, Okay, so we need to address the expectation. This is so many credit hours. This means you're going to spend so much time doing whatever work. This is, you know, a language class. This means you're going to have to do this. You felt like I didn't teach because probably you went, went to the assignments, not to the module. So we've got to emphasize that and we got to get that information out. So, yeah, yeah. That's, Absolutely. that's kind of the, the learning thing. So at the same time, it is good that she shared because otherwise you'd be like, oh, everything is honky dory. Let me keep on going. Um. Yeah, and and from your feedback, especially on that class, what I did is that I, I did some videos with like, okay, here is how you wanna study for it. Here is what you're wanting to do with that. I split up the workload. So we'll see how that is received and see what needs to be tweaked with that. Um, yes. And then I've added, cause I like how in the modules, you have, you know, the beginning, which they're weekly modules, but at the beginning, how you have, okay, this week, this is what you're going to be working on. And at the end of the module, it's like, okay, this is what you have worked on. Mm -hmm. So I've added in my remind messages, where every Friday, I'm sending them a message that's like, hey, congratulations, you just learned to do this. Mm -hmm. Or hey, congratulations, you uh, you are one third through the semester, depending on what week it is, or something that is a little bit like, yeah, cheerleading, look at you, look at your small accomplishment, your small victory for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned it to Benjamin, because I've I've got them all scheduled to go out. And he was like, oh, that's a good idea.
1: That's great. And I was like, Huh. Oh, okay, well. okay, well, I'll, I mean, I can certainly add that, you know, to mine, because I, again, I just... I don't know although I do have to say that last night in my methods class one of the people in there was actually someone who took um, my online Spanish class a couple of years ago I was like oh no it was Sabrina you know Sabrina Burish yeah yes she said to tell you hello that you're just an awesome professor yes yes so there you go and so she I said oh I'm sure Sabrina when you saw me you know and I'm teaching teachers she after you took that online class when I had no idea what I was doing a couple of (laughs) years ago especially and she's like no I thought it was great except for the having to work with a partner Mm. you know and I said you know I totally did away with that and we just use talk abroad now she was like oh you know uh and so it was just a whole really Mm -hmm. better thing to do um, than trying to get together with another classmate. Um, She's like, yeah, I think I would have preferred that too. So, you know, yeah. So, and that's what, that's what it is. It's trial and error, Mm -hmm. uh, error. especially right now um, with the time of COVID. I mean, we're just all experimenting and, and so you try something, and if it doesn't work, then the next semester you scrap it, right? Or sometimes, shoot, you'll scrap it in the middle of the semester. <laughs> yeah, well, the, and that's the difficulty with asynchronous
0: versus synchronous, even if you're online, because asynchronous, you don't have that constant contact with them. It's a lot harder to have. With the synchronous, you can easily, because you see reactions and then you can be like, okay, should we just move this? Should we just drop that? And then you get immediate feedback. Asynchronous is a little bit different.
1: Yes, that's true
0: too. And they don't know us quite as well because they... I mean, let's face it, even if it was asynchronous. even if you're staying on topic, they can see how you react to various things, what students might say and whether you find it funny or not. So whether you're more serious or you're very off the cuff, they see how you dress, you know, every time they see you, um, some of the things that are going on, but asynchronous, they don't have that constant, even if we're trying to reach out and do things it's a little bit different so they might not necessarily know how to reach out to us and what we're going to say to them very true but i will say and um i think we're pretty much wrapping this up but with my (laughs) asynchronous one of the funniest thing i think is i've hit a few um errors that have happened and so I've had students who uh, contacted me for instance I did not realize that we had moved on to the third edition of the textbook ah yes and I had the second edition so I set it all up for the second edition and one student messaged me and goes um I bought it from the bookstore and it's third edition but it's telling me I need the second edition I was like whoa let me go check on it yeah I fixed that so that was my my big you know boo boo but um because she reached out and she saw me reacting when i reacted and whatnot she's reached out a couple more times and she's like oh thank you so much for all your help there is a connection um the what the the thing about the syllabus i think it was the one about the syllabus for whatever reason it did not let them move on it was asking them for um an acknowledgement and it didn't have anything. And so it was like, no, you have to submit something. It was like no submission required. So they were stuck. So I had several and with the reaction um, that I had to what they said that established a connection too. So mistakes are not a bad thing either when we're getting started.
1: Can you say hi to Miss Sandrine? Hi. Hi Sterling, how are you? Hi. (laughs)
0: know what to think do you look can you see behind me what do you
1: see what is that is that a bird is that a bird that's scarlet the bird
0: okay well unless you have anything to add to this i
1: think we've pretty much covered it i think so um so i guess we're about Hey. hey For our listeners out there, that's my grandson who just showed up. <laughs> He's telling everyone hello. Darling, hey.
0: can you say hello to our listeners? Hi.
1: Hi. Can you say hola? You know how to say that. Say hola. He's just going to grin
0: at you, I guess. <laughs> He's trying to watch the bird. That's what he's trying to do. Yes,
1: he absolutely is. All right. So let's finish up with our aha moments. Why don't you go first?
0: Okay. So my aha moment, and I can't remember if I shared that with you or if I just took a screenshot and saved it, put it aside, but I was checking Twitter the other day. And came across somebody had shared it, but um the original post was made by the social express that's the name of their of their um account. but they said, if we are to teach our students the same way we learned, we would be preparing them for a world that no longer exists
1: that's that's true and, very and
0: I thought. You know, we talk about if we don't go forward, we go backwards. And we talk about how teachers tend to teach their students the same way they learned. Yes. And right there, I was like, well, that's why it doesn't work. Because it's a different world. So that was kind of like, I know it's, it's kind of obvious, but I was kind of like, whoa, yes, here.
1: Frame it. Yes, no, definitely. Well, and you know, and that's my thing. Um, you know, I think I've had so many aha moments. And honestly, one um, that struck me is that, you know, because we are um, doing these a little bit ahead, but last week, you know, we had the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And I did not realize how much stress the whole political situation had been causing me, I guess, because we've lived with it for so long, Mm -hmm. but last, last Wednesday was just, I mean, I was, you know, very Mm -hmm. joyous about it. And I just, I just felt this weight that kind of lifted off of my shoulders. And, um, and so it was like, I, I just, I didn't realize how, um, how um, much of a burden and a weight that was for me. And it was like, wow. Um, I guess when you've carried a weight for so long, like the whole four years of just all of his tweets and, you know, just all of this stuff that's occurred that you just get so used to it. And you don't realize until it's over. And you're just like, Oh, and you feel so much more relief. And so it's like, okay, that, that, that is just wild. I feel like a whole new, you know, person, honestly, and I feel like a renewed energy. And so I feel like I'm going to be able to maybe put more into my teaching this time because in the fall i mean let's face it we were dealing with the pandemic and we had all the election stuff and just the vitriol that was being spewed by both sides you know Mm -hmm. and it just it wears a person down and um i've already can tell you know that i i i just feel like i've gotten so much more work done and so much more accomplished in the last week right since all of that is over. And so sometimes I don't think we realize how much those external forces are affecting us. Yeah. But it really, really does. And so um, we need to really be aware of, of that and thinking, okay, so if I'm feeling so much less productive or some, what is really going on? Mm-hmm because it could be burnout your you know teacher burnout but then i think it could just it could be other external factors you know like that and just in the last week i feel like i've ticked off a little bit more on my to do list than i normally would so there you go yeah.
0: oh yeah no absolutely that is poof mm-hmm. oh. that outside weight of never knowing when the other shoe is going to drop well, exactly. how many shoes have we had to wait to see drop <laughs> that's right all right well share with us what your small victory was um this week or today whenever you listen to this what is your aha moment um maybe our aha moment kind of struck, struck a chord with you at some point or whether you had another one that you can share with us that would be great and you can reach us, via yeah, email, Twitter, Facebook. We are present. Um, you can find all of that usually in our show notes. You have it. If you are listening on Apple Podcast, please make sure to give us five stars and leave a review because it will help other teachers find us and we want to be able to spread the good word. And then your challenge is talk about us positively with your colleagues um and share share the love
1: spread it that's right so i guess we will hopefully see you next monday adios alendy can you say can you say bye 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 all right hasta lunes bye.